All right. Welcome back to another episode of Tower After Hours. If you recall, a couple episodes ago, we discussed how to manage different personalities in the workplace. Um, And in that episode, we talked about our strength finders results and how understanding those results can help us understand ourselves better and also improve our connections with coworkers. Um, So today is kind of like a part two to that. Um, We're joined by one of our Gallup certified strength coaches that works with our team pretty regularly. Um, And she's here to give us some additional insight on those strength finders results and how we can use them to grow in our professional careers. So we're super excited to have her today. Um, let's go ahead and jump in. Thank you for joining us, Brianna. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, so let's start by, why don't you explain a little bit about how you got into the business of coaching and why Strength Finders was something that really resonated with you. Sure, so I um, graduated from school in 17, um, came back to like my hometown in Harrisburg and joined a startup in downtown Harrisburg, and that's where I kind of got baptized per se into the world of coaching and consulting um and that was really where I got my feet wet specifically with it with Gallup strength finders so um just this past year at the beginning of 2022 I went out on my own have been able to collaborate with a lot of other consultants in the area you guys know Jolene she's incredible um she has been one of the main people I get to partner with um and that's a lot of the work that I do is around strength finders. So essentially what that is, is um, understanding who you are so that you can just be more productive in your everyday life, within your professional life. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. So to sort of kick things off, we like to start with something fun. So we decided we're going to take another BuzzFeed quiz because obviously they know us super well. Um, so it's another one of those you just answer eight random questions and it tells you three words to describe your personality. So we're going to compare those results to our actual Strength Finders results. Okay, so for my BuzzFeed quiz, I got energetic, enthusiastic, and hardworking. Um, and my Strength Finders top three are empathy, connectedness, and developer, which you might not really know what that means, but we'll explain But it. we'll get into <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you say on a scale of one to five, do you think that BuzzFeed did good or they needed a little work? Mm-hmm. I think they did good. I'm interested, once we get further in the episode, how personality traits and Strength Finders traits connect because... Mm-hmm if there is a direct bridge or if it's kind of like not as apples to apples comparisons. So yeah. I think they did good though. Okay, good job. I Let's think it's because I picked the elephant as the favorite animal. Yeah. <laughs> I think I picked the otter. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I picked the hedgehog. That's what it was. <laughs> hedgehog. I was like, what was it? It was something small. <laughs> um, I got the same results actually. So yeah, I had um, the energetic, enthusiastic, and hardworking. My top uh, strength finder strengths are connectedness, empathy, and relater. Um, but if you look at my top 10 strengths, they actually correlate a lot with yours, Alex. Yeah. So like I have positivity in there, I have developer in there. And so, um, we can get into that later, but really your top 10 are your signature strengths. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's funny too. Cause you both have connectedness and empathy in your top yes. three. Yeah. So, um, so my BuzzFeed results were patient, 
easygoing and reliable. Mm-hmm. And then my strength finders were restorative, empathy, and individualization. So we all have empathy in our talk. Yeah. 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 Cool. That's cool. Do you agree with that? Um, Your BuzzFeed quiz. I don't agree with patient <laughs> because I don't think I'm very patient. Um, however, I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty easygoing. Mm-hmm. Debatably reliable. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the situation. Yeah. I'm a, sometimes a flaker, so. I wonder yeah. how they, like, just, yeah, picked the difference yeah. between these. If I were to pick one for myself, it'd probably be yours, Lily. Like, yeah? The, yeah, I think that's what I would pick. Oh, wow. The patient, easygoing, and more reliable, as opposed to, I don't know. I feel like I'm all those things, though, yeah. too. I feel yeah. like I'm also energetic and enthusiastic. It depends on the day. <laughs> yes. Right. I, I also wonder if they had anything that was negative. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of wondering. Was there? Too. I wish we had more people who could take this, and we could see. Like, was anyone's? Yeah. Because I know when Marissa <laughs> took it, she got the same one that I did. The patient, easygoing, reliable. Okay. So I'm wondering how many options there even right. were, mm-hmm. and then if they're like set in three already. Yeah. And so it's like you're always gonna get these three. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's buzzfeed. <laughs> I wouldn't put too much. Yeah. Like, stock yeah. into it. It's no strength finders, <laughs> that's for sure. That's funny. Um. So if you're interested in taking that fun little quiz, uh, we'll leave that in a link on our website after the episode. And let us know if you get any negative traits. Yeah, we we're, love we're really interested in knowing. <laughs> what I feel like they wouldn't do that, but yeah, who knows? Like, oh, you horrible, or angry, angry. Yeah. <laughs> unreliable, yeah. lazy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let's get into the meat. Yeah. So like we said at the beginning, we talked about strength finders a little bit ago, a couple episodes ago. Um, And when we talked about them, we were talking about specifically how we can use that to work with people in the company. So internally, like understanding the other personalities that you work with. Um, But part of it also, I think, sort of ties into that imposter syndrome that we also talked about. And Brianna, I know you recently did. Yeah. was it a webinar yep. on mm-hmm. imposter syndrome? Yep. Yeah. So let's just sort of jump into that first. Um, do you think that there is a correlation between your, maybe like your weaknesses and the type of imposter syndrome that you feel? Yeah, that's a great question. Maybe I would say probably the type of imposter syndrome, not so much imposter syndrome in and of itself. Okay. I think that regardless of the strength set that you have, um, you're just as apt to potentially feel like an imposter as anyone else, right? So, but I know that, like, we were looking at some of the, can you guys refresh me on, like, what the different types are? Do you remember? So, there's, like, the superwoman, which I only remember that one because that's what I am. Like, you, like, can do everything, you want to do everything yourself. Yeah, there's Um, the perfectionist. Perfectionist, the expert. Um, I think the soloist might be one. And then the natural genius. Yeah. So when you look at specifically strength finders, um, we like to say, so there's 34 strengths. For those of you who are listening who have not heard about any of this before, there are 34 strengths and all 34 of them are inside of you. But essentially, you are going to be more apt to use your top 10-ish. And so the further you get down the list, the harder it's going to be for you. And it's not necessarily a weakness. Um, but we like to call it like your lesser talents. And so um, I would say that what we find is that people actually have the most trouble with their top strengths, mm-hmm. uh, more so within their bottom than their bottom strengths. 
strengths because the top ones are just who you are. And even though we're calling them strengths, they're neutral. So it's what you do with them that make them good or great. So all of that little background to kind of answer the question of, you know, there are some strengths, I would say, where their um, their shadow, the shadow side of the strength um, might could be, look like it's like more affiliated with the imposter syndrome. I don't want to necessarily just put blanket statements on them. Right. But, you know, for example, I'm really high in responsibility. Um, that's in my top 10. And for those of us who are high in responsibility, a lot of people in your team are high in responsibility. Yeah. I was looking at you guys as team grade earlier. And um, we are essentially owners. We're not renters. We take psychological ownership of the things that um, our name is attached to. And so because of that, um, we can be pretty hard on ourselves. You know, and so when you start to look at some of the different types of imposter syndromes that, you know, are out there, it can definitely look like potentially a perfectionist or someone who is that, hey, I'm just going to pull up, you know, my own bootstraps and, you know, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, So it can kind of look like that sometimes. Yeah. That's interesting that we like phrase the question as your like lesser ones, but it's actually more in like what your yeah. strengths yeah. are is where you're gonna see like yep. where your yeah, because I definitely didn't think of downfalls it that way. are. Mm-hmm. So how can you use? So you talk about like the shadow of our strengths. Mm-hmm. How can you use maybe the light of our strengths to combat imposter syndrome in your own life? Yeah. So in my coaching sessions with people like this is what i do um it's not necessarily just the imposter syndrome right but what i'll have um, some of my clients do is they'll meet with me one-on-one and they'll say hey this is a challenge that i'm facing how do we start to tackle it so a lot of times the topic is around the imposter syndrome because it's just something that's at the forefront of people's minds right now um, and it's, it's highly talked about, right? So let's say I have a client who comes and they say, Hey, I'm dealing with the imposter syndrome. I feel like I can, I'm not getting anything right. I don't feel like I deserve to be in the role that I'm in. How do I get past this? Um, really the answer to that question is going to be customized and look different for each individual that's in front of me because everyone has a different set of strengths, mm-hmm. right? So, um, for me, my top 10 strengths are all, um, well, not all of them, six out of 10 of them are in the relational domain, the relationship yeah. domain. And so when I go about thinking, okay, how am I gonna tackle the imposter syndrome if I'm feeling it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it from like a relational standpoint. That makes sense? So there's four different domains. Um, so if someone else was more like in the influencing or let's say like the strategic thinking domain, I'm gonna have them look more at the facts and say like, hey, what are the facts here? Like list out why do you deserve to be in the role? And that's gonna have heavier weight. For me, you can probably list out the facts, but what will like have more weight for me is a conversation with a trusted advisor, a close friend who's um, can really speak into my life. And so yeah. the way that I would combat it, probably more so like, yeah, I can make the list, but what's gonna have more of an impact for me is if I have that mentor and yeah. have, we have a conversation, they're like, actually, you're doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of just depends on what your strengths are, where you lean and what would make the most impact for you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's so cool that it's like customized to you. I think that's what's mm-hmm. so cool about Strength Finders is I like what you said about how they're not necessarily weaknesses. They're just lesser strengths. So like you have the potential to show those skills. Yeah. 
It's just they're not maybe your natural inclination. Oh, yeah. We call it your gravel road. So if you start getting down to like if you're looking at 31, 32, 33, 34, that's your gravel road. You're going to go really slow. Yeah. You're going to like, like <laughs> pick up some pebbles. They may like break a windshield, right? Yeah. But yeah. like if you start go- like climbing a ladder and you're looking at like your 1 through 10, that's like an eight-lane highway. So you can go really fast. You can move in and out of lanes really easily. You're not really thinking about it. Um, and so my goal is to, you know, have people think about who they are and then be that and not try to be someone that they're not. And, you know, I think a lot of times we face like challenges within our life and they feel so insurmountable because we've only seen people who are hardwired really differently than us tackle it. So I think, oh my gosh, if I, in order for me to like get past this imposter syndrome, I have to be really analytical yeah. or strategic and I have to like write down these lists of why I deserve to be and it's still not making an impact because I'm not being who I am. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I feel like too, and I even felt like this when I was taking the test for the first time, like in your head, you're like, okay, I'm going to come out and be like A, B, C, D. And then it's almost like a surprise when you, you get the real result and you're like, Am I trying, am I thinking that I'm one way and trying to do that way, but then realizing that like these ways are more effective and because like for me, I four out of, oh no, five out of 10 of mine are relationship ones and I don't know, I just never really thought I was that strong in that one and I always thought I would be more of like a strategic analytical thinker and, but you're right in like the imposter syndrome, like me listing out facts is going to be like not as someone like a team lead or a supervisor being like no you're actually you're doing okay yeah yeah Yeah. and I think it's because it's so intuitive a lot of times we find that people um they don't really feel like when they read through their results and they're looking at their number one strength um they'll say I don't know like I don't know if this one's me or not and um it's because it's so intuitive it's like the the basket that everything else is in and so it's so ingrained into who they are they don't even see it as a strength it's just a way of life yeah and so it can be hard to articulate and define that's a good point so sort of going back to that customization part of it so you talk a lot about leadership um do you think that it's possible, no matter what your 10 strengths are, like, how do you use those strengths to be a leader in that mm. sort of position? Uh, yes. Yes, yes. The answer is, it doesn't matter what set of strengths you have, you can be a great leader. I, a lot of times we get questions, um, for those of us who are um, uh, in the coaching sphere, we get questions of, what's the best set of strengths for this role or this job? And we just say, there isn't. Um, You use who you are to excel at the role that you're in. Um, And so what I would say is that there are, um, each of your strengths are like the the road to a destination, not the destination itself. So the destination would be great leadership. And there's a lot of different ways that you can get there. Yeah. Right. So I can use my empathy just as much as someone else can use their restorative. Mm -hmm. Um, someone else can use their whatever it might be intellection um, and they can be a great leader with that strength it's just going to look a little bit different yeah um, Gallup they identified there are four pillars of leadership essentially they're like um, the needs of followers right so um, every great leader has to build trust they have to offer hope uh, create stability um, and so they have these pillars, and but the way that I 
uh, create stability for someone else is going to look different than um, some than the person next to me, yeah. right? And so, and that's just going to be based off of our strengths. Does that answer your question? It was a little yeah, long-winded. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because even in our last episode when we were just talking internally, like we put a lot of emphasis on don't put yourself in a box. Like don't think that because of your strengths you can only do one thing or another. Um, and that actually reminded me in college – I was an entrepreneurship major and my entrepreneurship professor pulled up like four of the personalities and was like, this is the entrepreneurial personality and like listed out. And I was like, that is not me. Like, yeah. Oh no. Did I just spend four years of my life in a major that isn't actually my personality? So I think it's so interesting to see that there are 34 strengths. There are a million different combinations you can have and you can still achieve the goal as person next to you with a completely different skill set so yeah yeah Yeah. so you talk about getting to the destination and maybe like maximizing their strengths so do you have any tips or like tangible things that people or employees or even because I feel like we talk a lot about it in a professional setting but you can use these really in your like any setting of life so how do you maximize your strengths and I guess maybe the first step, at least for me, was learning what they were and, like, getting the descriptions. But once you kind of have an idea, how do you maximize your strength to kind of... Yeah. So, I mean, and that's important. I love the the word maximize that you used because, again, each of these strengths, we're calling them strengths, but really they're themes. They're Mm -hmm. super neutral, right? So it's what you do with them that make them really great or terrible, and everyone else can feel the impact of it, right, in a negative way. So um, I would say it depends on the strength, but I love, um, Alex, how you were just like, hey, you got to first define them and know what they are. So, I mean, take the assessment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, read, read through the report. Like, have get, it, it, There's so much power in putting language to your identity, mm-hmm. right? So if you can articulate, hey, these are, this is the area that I'm really good at, that I excel in, um, that what the ass- assessment or the report also does for you is it not only defines it, but they give this little, these two sections of like take action and blind spots. So the take action items are just really practical ways that you can kind of strengthen each of these themes or strengths. So um, I, it's kind of hard to say, oh, this is the exact way to right. maximize them because each of them are going to look a little bit different. What I will say, though, is that if you kind of focus on the areas that give you life and then you spend some time doing it and expanding in those areas, you're probably going to be naturally like working on building that strength. So, for example, um, I talked about how like empathy and relator connectedness, those are some of my top strengths. Um, So those are in the relationship domain. I know that, okay, I like to be with people. And I like to have deep conversations. And one of the ways that I can enhance my conversations is to ask meaningful questions. Mm -hmm. So a way that I can be intentional about growing my strengths is figuring out what are some questions that really unlock the genius inside of other people. And we can like unlock a deeper conversation. And that's some way, that's an intentional but small way of growing my relational strengths. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. so sort of similar, but how important do you think the balance between your work and personal life is and, like, tying that into Finder, Like, 
obviously, like Alex said, these are going to show up in your professional career, but they're just as much relevant outside of work. Essentially, it's like, do we want to have a holistic approach to life or only focus on our profession, right? And I think that the research shows we want to have a holistic approach to life. Yeah. Right? Um, And so I I think the question is important, and I actually think it's kind of wild that we're still need to have these questions asked Um, just because of how much is out there on if you are crushing it let's say you're you're making so much money in the industry that you're in but all you do is work Um, you don't have any relational equity like within your personal life Um, you're not spending time uh, learning new hobbies or doing some of the other things that you really love Um, you will not be as fulfilled Right. You just won't. And so if you start looking, I mean, we're not going to get into the psychology of it. I, I'm, I can't really even speak mm-hmm. to it that well. But if you look at the different sections of like that make up our hum- our humanity, our, the human species, right? Um, you're looking at the brain, right? The way that we think, our intellect. You're looking at the relationships, the, the, our environment. If you're not um, investing in all of these areas, I just can't imagine a space in which you're actually fully fulfilled. Um, This might be hard to kind of answer, but going off of that, do you think that when you're starting to work yourself so thin like that, Mm -hmm. that your top strengths actually start to become more of like, they become a little more shadowy? Oh, 100%. 100%. And so, you know... (laughs) One of, I heard someone say, if you don't know your blind spots, everyone around you does. Yeah, that's <laughs> so they, true. And they can tell you, yeah. so you should ask. Wow. But, you know, in that same sense, if you are, like, running yourself into the ground, like, of course you're going to be operating out of the raw side mm-hmm. or the shadow of your strengths. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, so, I mean, I know I'm talking a lot about the relational strengths, but those are the ones that are in my top. So... Um, developer Mm -hmm. that for me that's in my top 10 and that's a strength where we look at we want to see the best in people see their potential get them up it's like I know that you can get there Mm -hmm. Um, the downside or the potential raw side of developer is that I can um, want success for a person more than they want it for themselves Mm -hmm. and I'll spend so much time and so much effort into getting them to where I think they can and should be that not only is it to the detriment of myself but to the detriment of the people around me and maybe my team that I'm leading right so I spend so much time investing into one person that everyone else suffers and what we find is that the more tired you are (laughs) the longer the days are the less fulfilled you are the more I mean you're just probably going to be operating a little bit more in your your raw right so um i'm i think there's a tendency and the goal to do that and so one way to help mitigate that is to if we're if i find myself operating in the raw of my of one of my strengths i think about okay what's another strength that i have that can help me pull myself Mm. out of it so for example let's keep using that developer um theme if I find myself like, I just want to help this person. I know they can get there. I know they can get there. We're on year three, four, five, and they're still not wanting it the way that I want it for them. I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to step over into my belief. Um, my belief is number five for me. And that is a very cause driven, um, right and wrong 
type of theme, right? And so I'm going to lean over into my belief that says, okay, this is actually hurting not only me, but the people around this individual. So I'm going to let go. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. So we're the sum of all of our parts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's so cool is that once you know your results, it causes you or it makes you a little more introspective about Mm -hmm. like, okay, yes, I'm feeling this way and this strength is obviously showing itself. Let me balance it out with this one. Yes. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Not naturally be able to do that if you don't know the strengths or know like kind of how they're working with each other. So I think the explanations do a really good job too of like, okay, here's like shadowing, but you're taking me really good. And like, here's how you can balance them out together. So, and I think that kind of goes into the work-life balance, which we, I feel like is a topic of conversation a lot in personalities and strengths. And like what you were saying is if you put all of your efforts into the work, you're work-life balance is not going to be well and then ultimately everything will kind of not be going well Mm -hmm. so I think you've kind of already answered this like the importance of creating a work-life balance and I think even using the strengths in your work life how do you think you can then kind of what you're saying so let's take the developer and the um belief so say you're doing a lot in work Mm -hmm. and you're seeing these strengths come in like would you say there's other strengths where you can look back and realize, you know, I need to be like doing this in my personal life in order to work towards this? Like, how would you suggest creating that balance a little bit more? Well, I mean, your strengths are who you are on a good day, bad day, and every day in between, right? So if I'm using my developer and my belief at work, I'm going to be using it at home too, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, I may say, you know what, I'm going to go into a mentorship program. Um, I'm going to get involved with the uh, big brother what is that like big brothers little sisters or oh, you know that oh, yes yeah they're you know unfortunate it's a terrible plug yeah, <laughs> yeah. i can't remember the name I but it's like it's, yeah big big brothers big sisters yeah. program i know yeah. like it's like a mentorship program right but that might bring so much fulfillment where it's like okay at work um there's someone that i was trying to pour into and it's not seeing i'm not seeing the potential um being met So I'm going to go into this area in my personal life. I'm going to like make a hobby or some volunteer work where I can have my developer fulfilled. Mm, Yeah. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of already talked about the correlation of your personal emotional being. And I, I really like what, how you just said, like, if you're not necessarily seeing it as strong in your professional life, like. I don't want to say because also you have more control and maybe this is wrong but you have more control in your personal life so like if you can't potentially yeah so like if I don't you know can't, sometimes I can blow yeah. <laughs> just like if you can't help this person like you're trying but can but then if you would go to like the mentorship program it's almost as if like they are maybe more eager because they're in the program for help so it's like or like volunteering or doing something that you enjoy creating that hobby like seems like maybe you might have more control over that but maybe that's not true and you know I don't even know if it's so much about control as it is um man so okay so one of the things I like to do is a good check-in right Mm -hmm. so if I'm like man I'm feeling 
restless or I'm feeling unfulfilled or I'm feeling really frustrated. Like I'll ask myself why. Sometimes it's super obvious the answer, but sometimes it's not. And when it's not, I'll just go through, you know, or a good practice is to go through and say, okay, which of my strengths isn't being fulfilled right now, isn't being utilized? Or which of my strengths are are offended potentially right now? And so that's where I'll say, okay, I actually need to spend more time using my X strength because it's not being utilized. And it's, it's not so much about like, oh, it's just a strength that's here. It's, oh, a part of who I am yeah. is not being used right now. And so I feel void in this area. And so it's, it, if I'm not getting it within the professional space or the opportunity to really flex that, that muscle, I'm going to flex it more in my personal space. Yeah. It's not it's not something that you can turn on and off, but there might be certain spheres in which you find yourself able to capitalize on a strength easier um and one versus the other. Yeah. How often do you do those like check-ins with yourself? Is it when you feel the pressure starting to yeah, build? Or I is probably it like do a... it less than, than yeah. I should. I feel like it's more when I'm like, what the heck is happening right yeah. now? Like, what is going on? Why do I feel anxious? Why do I feel whatever yeah. it might be? Um, it's probably better to do it more often so that you don't get to that point. Yeah. So, And to like, I feel like people talk a lot about this with like therapy too. It's like, don't only do it when you're in a bad scenario, bad situation, because I feel like it's just as important to know why you're feeling really good right now or why, like, what are you doing that is fulfilling your strengths that maybe you can then look back on when you're not necessarily feeling those same, because you go through the loops and the... Exactly. Yeah, I think that's so cool because I never thought about it as, like, you said it's a part of yourself Mm -hmm. that you're not utilizing. Like, obviously... I feel like I knew that Strength Finders is like who you are, but never did I think about I'm neglecting this strength yeah. and that's why I maybe feel a little uneasy or Right. And I don't you know, it's these strengths, they're not strengths that you can like the the the, the dominant ones. Mm-hmm. It's not like a light switch that you can turn on and off. That light is always on. And so it's just the filter through which you see life. But if I find myself like, ah, like what it's because, oh, I haven't like taken the time to actually develop this skill or this strength. So it's, it's kind of like this interesting medium of it's never turned off, but maybe you're not um, really focusing on it and pulling on it as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, Lily, but I feel like because we took it in like our professional work settings, I just never have thought to be like, yeah, let's transfer this to the personal life let's see like what's going on here and how that because like I feel like a lot of times there is more of a definitive reason why I'm feeling stressed at work like more work is being brought to to like yeah it's easier to find the cause of why I'm feeling this but I feel like in my personal life it's like I don't know why yeah. I'm feeling why like that. Yeah. Like, like, no, so. absolutely. I so quick story. I remember um I I really wish I had taken this like years before I did. So I didn't take it until I was um in my first year or my first um job out of college either. But I remember really wishing I had it in college because it would have helped me <laughs> navigate so much better through my college career. So I um relater, that's number three for me. 
And I, that particular strength is all about going really deep within your relationships. You have like just a couple of people that you call your friends and those are the friends. And once they're, once you're in, you're in, like yeah. you are my friend for life. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's just the mentality of relators. Um, I don't necessarily need a hundred friends. I'm good with three or four, maybe five. Yeah. So I, I remember, um, my, after I had graduated from college, I was at Cornell and I was leaving um, because you know, my career had, my college career had ended and like one after one or a couple friends of mine, they were like, okay, great. It was really nice knowing you basically like yeah. that was the approach. And I remember feeling devastated by some of those conversations. Not all of them happened right away. Some of them was over the next couple of months, but I remember like seriously grieving the loss of some of these friendships because I reckon, I realized like, oh, they just saw our friendship within the context of college. Yeah. Now, it probably wouldn't have hurt as much if my understanding of the definition of friendship um, looked different than theirs. Yeah. So for a while I was thinking, oh my gosh, they never saw me as a friend because my definition of friends was once you're in, you're in forever, you're a friend for life. Um, but they had a, just a different definition of friendship, which was it's seasonal sometimes. And it's just based off of this space. And so I remember feeling extra hurt because I thought, oh, man, they never saw me as a friend when it really wasn't. Their just definition of friendship was different than mine. And it would have helped me understand like the seasonality and the ebbing and flowing yeah. of relationships if I had known about myself that my inclination is oh forever yeah when that's not everyone's definition of it do you know what I mean yeah. so like that's like one example of like a personal application of strengths and I feel like that too like the ignorance is bliss type of thing like does not apply here like being aware of your strengths and kind of who you are because you maybe have a sense of who you are but also when I was in college I would fight with this all the time like who am oh, I? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just kind of flying on the seat of my pants. Um, so, yeah, knowing this and because even too, like, I feel like I am a tangible person. So if, when I see this and I have the ability to read through it and mm -hmm. connect with those things, it makes sense to me. And I'm like, OK, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. So 100% agree. I would have loved this in college. <laughs> What's crazy is I took this in college and I wish that I could find my old results to see like if any of them changed. I definitely remember empathy being up there. I think restorative was in there like my top five, but I can't remember what my other three were. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, do you think that because are your top 10 strengths going to change based upon like the seasons of your life? Or do you think that they're pretty consistent? Great question. So you're going to see a little bit of like ebbing and flowing, mm -hmm. but not extreme, right? So 34 isn't going to jump up to number one. Right. Two isn't going to drop down to 28. Like you're just not going to see that. But what you will see is like a lot of shifting within the different levels. So mm -hmm. your dominant strengths, the ones that you can't turn off, you're going to see some shifting in that area. Within, uh, you know, that middle area, you're going to see some shifting within that. So 14 may drop down to 20. 25 may drop, drop up to like... I don't know, 17. Yeah. And so, and then you may see the ones that are like on the ends of the different uh, levels kind of jump up. So essentially it's, again, think of these as like a muscle. So if you're really working out that muscle, you're going to see it jump up a little bit more. 
you're just not going to see the extreme shifting. Um, So there, because there is a balance. This is nature nurture, right? So some of it is hardwiring. It's just nature. It's who you are. But there's this other part, this nurture that is contingent on um, your environment or your, yeah, your environment will affect it. What I will say is that um, where we do see more like extreme shifting is if someone um, experiences trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'll see, like, some some more major changes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense. I know. I wish in college, like, when we took it, we would have dug a little bit more yeah. into how to apply them. Because we sort of took the test, and then it was just like, that's who you are. That's what <laughs> it is. Go do with that what you will. <laughs> yeah. like, it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But it was cool. Like, I thought it was cool to take and sort of learn about myself. And I, I remember, like, I fixated on it a little bit for, like, <laughs> the first couple months of school. I was like, oh, I'm feeling this way? That's because that's yep, Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it is helpful, I will say, to have someone kind of guide you through it and yeah. teach you, right? So for, the you know, the Gallup Certified Strengths Coaches, we went through this whole program to really understand, like, the depths of, like, what is this? Like, what is the research based off of? How do we actually apply it? So it is helpful to have someone kind of, like, walk you through, like, not just an understanding of the strengths, but the practical application of them and yeah. how to grow them effectively. I think, yeah, like, what you and Jolene have done for Tower, like, I feel like I see it and I'm like, I'm acknowledging it, but how do I move forward with it? How do I take those practical steps? So Yeah, and you guys are really helpful yeah. in helping answer some of those questions that we have. Right. I, that was my favorite day, yeah. I think, oh, was okay. when you guys came in and we got to do our, our content little break um, breakouts. So, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. The breakout ones was, was cool because we talked about, like, a very specific aspect of our job, and you were able to be, like, okay, that's in your top five strength. So that makes sense that you're feeling. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so for those who are listening and like, are like, what are you talking about? What, uh, we've been able to partner uh, with Tower to do some fun, like strengths-based workshops and coaching sessions. Um, but like, yes, absolutely. During those sessions, like one of my favorite things is to have like these aha or unlocking yeah. moments where it's, oh my gosh, I was, I'm dealing with this in my role, or maybe sometimes it's even relationally. Like, I don't know how to connect with this coworker mm-hmm. on like a better level or communicate in a better, more effective way. And a lot of times it's just because your strengths are getting in the way. So how, if we're, if we identify which strengths are getting in the way, Let's also identify which strengths you can use to move past it. Yeah. I think that kind of is a question that we probably forgot to answer or ask. But the importance, so we've talked a lot about the importance of knowing your strengths, who you are. Um, Through this workshop and the workshops we've done earlier, the importance of understanding other people's strengths Mm -hmm. and how we can work together. Can you just kind of expand on that a little bit? So, I mean, I think... This goes in all spheres of life. For a second, I'm just going to focus on professional. Um, so Gallup, um, they're the that's the company that um, Strength Finders is under. They have done a lot of research, and they conducted this per- one particular study. It was international, and what they did was they looked at um, a plethora of successful teams. And what their goal was, was they wanted to try and boil down what are the, the, the key things that every successful team has, every engaged team has. And what they found was that there were three common denominators. Um, 
the team, everyone on the team was self-aware. Everyone on the team had team awareness. So they were aware of the, the, not only were they aware of their own strengths and their own weaknesses, they were aware of, oh, I can lean on Alex for X, Y, Z, or I can lean on Lily for this. I can't lean on them for that yeah. over here because that's not the part of their strengths. So they had self-awareness, team awareness. And the third pillar was a shared vision. So they all knew where they were going and how to, and like they, where they were heading. Right. And so it, it's so important. Right. <laughs> with just with that study alone, it's so important to not just be self-aware, but am I aware of and do I understand the people around me? Have I taken the time to um, understand the layers of who they are? Um, within a professional setting, we don't necessarily have a bunch of time to sit and have a bunch of conversations, right? But if I know someone um, has that super red personality, like be brief, be bright, be gone. Right. I'm not going to come in with my relational self and just start asking like, oh, my God, I heard the cat had to go to the vet last night. Tell me, how are they like what's going on or Johnny's basketball game. Right. I'm probably not going to do that to honor who they are. What I'm going to do is, hey, these are the three things that are on the agenda. Um, Which two can we discuss right now right it's going to be more and and that's when I know the person who's in front of me or who's alongside of me I can honor them I can still be me but I can honor them based off of their strengths Um, and when you have that culture of honor you can't have it unless I know Mm -hmm. the strengths and the weaknesses of the people around me yeah in the past episode we talked a little bit about this where when you kind of have that disconnect or are frustrated with a coworker, or even someone in your personal life, you think you're automatically on the like defense of like, mm. oh, what are they do- like? Why are they like this? What are they doing? And you should like what you're kind of saying now is taking that step back and realizing, okay, these are just like how they are. These are their strengths, and it's just different than mine. And it doesn't mean that there needs to be that like constant hitting or yeah disconnect yeah oh yeah I think it forces you to be a little more empathetic towards other people like I think compassionate yeah 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 you know I I one of the things that has really helped me about strengths and Jolene uh, you know one of my partners she always says um it the thing about strengths is that it helps you realize that when you come to that contentious moment with someone Oftentimes, the the intensity of of what's being dealt with right now is about someone else's need and not your own lack. Right. And so, what do I mean by that? Let's say I have a coworker super high in analytical. Um, people who are high in analytical are amazing strategic thinkers. They're known for asking a ton of questions. So good, so powerful, right? But relationally, that can look like, oh, my God, why is Sally Sue asking me a hundred and million questions about this project? Does she not think that I know what the heck I'm doing? Right. Right, And but it's actually not about her lack of trust in me. It's because she's analytical and she always asks questions. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm not good enough. She just asks questions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a great way to look at it. Like, it's not you. It's. Or it's not me, it's you. I mean, sometimes it is, yeah. <laughs> like, right? Sometimes. sometimes we have to be honest, but a lot of the time, it's just because it's a different filter and approach mm-hmm. to a particular project or whatever it is that's in front of us that we're both trying to get at. Wow, that was 
I'm feeling empowered. I know. I just want to dig through the rest of my results and yeah, like look through. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any upcoming projects that you're excited about that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I have been a, I've been booked for a couple of speaking engagements in the fall, which will be really fun. Um, I am speaking at Alvernia's Leadership Women's Leadership Summit. Oh my gosh! Um, so I'm trying to think. Oh my gosh, I can't even think about the exact date. I think it's September 8th, wow. but I'm doing a breakout session on mastering relationships with yourself and others. Wow. Um, and there's like a, an amazing lineup of speakers. So I'm really excited for that. Um, have a couple other, you know, ones coming up in October, November, which will be yeah, fun. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. Cool. And we'll be sure to share all of her information in our podcast newsletter. So you better subscribe to the podcast <laughs> newsletter if you want more information on Miss Brianna Campbell. Um, yeah, so do you have any other final thoughts, lasting words? I feel like we could talk forever. Right. Oh. I just have so many questions, and I feel like you have such a beautiful way of explaining yeah, these things, too. Sure. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. I mean, my final thought is be you. Yeah. Right? Be you. And be the better version of you. I think we can all kind of fall into this trap of like, I'm just being me, so deal with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we hear that mantra, be you, like hold your truth or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yes, and be the best version of who you could be. And so um, that often starts at understanding and putting language to who you are. So take that first step. um, And then from there, do the work to grow and challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast as our, I don't know if you know this, you are our first official podcast yeah, guest. I love it. Yes. I'm honored. Yeah. So I remember when you came in for one of your workshops and I just jokingly was like, do you want to be on our podcast? Yeah. And you were like, I would love to. And I was like, all right, we're making it happen then. I love it. Hey, thank so, you for having me. Yeah, of course. So Tower After Hours podcast comes out on the last Thursday of every month. And you'll be able to find it on your favorite streaming platform, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, SoundCloud. Not a favorite anymore, but if you're there. Our website. <laughs> And then for exclusive content from today's episode, you should definitely be signing up for our podcast newsletter, which we'll put a link in all of our descriptions, and you can also find it on our website. Um, Until then, have a great end of summer. Cannot believe it is literally mid-August by now. Um, And then start enjoying the pumpkin-flavored whatever i love pumpkin flavored thing i I honestly when you said you were getting starbucks this morning i thought pumpkin flavors were out already so i was gonna get a pumpkin drink it's too hot it's too hot yeah i was gonna get well honestly i would get one now i would get one now after being in this room for an hour would you get one now yeah Yeah. that's why we keep it cold in here (laughs) all right see ya